As we head for September, we reflect on the torrential rains and record flooding here in the northeastern part of the United States. We'll explore storm-related transport billing on this edition of the QMC Board and Caller. We're glad you're here. Welcome to the QMC Board and Caller, news and thought-provoking discussions for today's emergency medical service provider. The Board and Caller podcast series is brought to you by QuickMed Claims, a national leader in emergency medical transportation revenue cycle management and reimbursement consulting. Now, your host for today's podcast, QMC's Director of Client Services, Gary Harvat. Many of our clients have been pressed into completing spur-of-the-moment evacuation-type ambulance transports, although these transports are extremely critical to protect patient safety at the height of a disaster emergency. We find they often do not fit the criteria necessary for billing Medicare, Medicaid, and even some in commercial insurances after the critical point of the disaster is over. Many times these transports are in a facility in nature. They often include evacuations of skilled nursing facilities, assisted living facilities, and even transports from private residences to emergency shelter locations. They happen fast and because of the dire need to get these people moved to safety, little thought is given to important things like medical necessity, PCS forms, or origin and destination requirements. After the emergency is over and things return to normal, then we suddenly realize it would be helpful to be paid for the resources expended to handle the emergency. Many times these events include paying staff overtime, a lot of fuel, and lost revenue from regular daily business that could not be conducted in deference to the disaster transports. Typically, that's when our phone rings, asking for direction on how to get these claims paid. Consider right up front that the payer sources may not turn out to be the ones you normally receive checks from. Although Medicare and Medicaid have allowed some exceptions in the past, these exceptions are rare. Bending or dropping the rules literally requires acts of Congress in order for the medical administrative contractors, or MACs, and state's medical assistant program administrators to routinely drop stringent requirements related to the payment of transportation claims. Needless to say, such special acts do not happen quickly and easily and most of the time never even come up for discussion. So, without meeting medical necessity requirements or if a disaster-related trip originated and concludes in combination is not approved for payment under the written billing guidelines, responsibility for payment then reverts to the sending facility. State or municipal government source or even worse, this falls back on the patient. This is when collecting becomes a challenge for the billing company. So what's the answer, folks? Well, each disaster is unique. There are no concrete rules to follow, and often the rules are created as the aftermath unfolds. I recommend the following steps. First, document, document, document. Document these trips extensively in an even more detailed fashion than you normally do. Be sure to have your field crews document everything about the patient, especially noting why or why not you feel that the patient could not have been transported safely by any other means. You should be requiring this normally anyway, disaster or not, but it's even more important than ever that you do so now. Second, second, be sure to record who requested the trip complete with contact information on how to reach that person or agency 
after the disaster is over. They called me or emergency management told me they'd pay us. Gives your billing contractor nothing to work with because there's no name or direct requester to refer back to. If payment is guaranteed, be sure to at least know who guaranteed it and what their title or role is with regards to making that request. If possible, get them to issue a written statement regarding their ability to commit to payment for your services after the fact. Finally, record, take two. Finally, record insurance information and also collect next of kin information. If it turns out later that the facility or EMA agency fails to follow through with a response to pay, having a contact person to help you petition for payment via an appeals process, etc., will be extremely helpful as we fight to get you paid. Finally, record insurance information and also collect next of kin information. If it turns out later that the facility or EMA agency fails to follow through with their promise to pay, having a contact person to help you petition for payment via an appeals process, etc., will be extremely helpful as we fight to get you paid. Sometimes, even with the best of efforts, claims for services provided during a disaster go unpaid. Enter into the disaster knowing that a qualified billing contractor should do everything to help you state your case. But be realistic that even the best of EMS billing contractors may be limited regarding their ability to press a case if the rules just don't allow for payment. In the end, thanks for all that you do in good times and in not so good times. Remember, disaster emergencies present obstacles and challenges that go far beyond what can imagine. Unless you've been involved in provided EMS services during such events, you obviously met the challenge in the field Expecting payment in return for your efforts is both reasonable and necessary to... Remember, disaster emergencies present obstacles and challenges that go far beyond what one can imagine, unless you've been involved in provided EMS services during such events. You obviously met the challenge in the field. Expecting payment in return for your efforts is both reasonable and necessary to cover the costs of providing those emergency services. Use the steps I've noted here for you today to give your department and especially your billing agency a fighting chance to collect those necessary dollars for your organization in times of poor or significant inclement weather. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you found this information helpful and informative. My name is Gary Harvad. I'm the Director of Client Services with Quick Med Claims. Thanks for your time. Have a great day. And hey, be safe out there.